This is a Three Ducks in a Row production featuring Joey McMurray, Preston Highfield, and Trent Warren. Alright, welcome to the first edition of, well I guess we're calling it Three Ducks in a Row. The Three Ducks, well that comes because we are all ducks. We attend the University of Oregon. Three ducks in a row sounded appropriate. What do you guys think? We have Preston Highfield, who will be one of the ducks. I myself am Joey McMurray. And then, of course, we have Trent Warren, who is new to the business. And this will be his first time ever being recorded and broadcast. So, you know, go easy on him. I think that's a fair assessment. The first topic for these, I guess we'll call them podcasts, even though that's kind of a generally associated term with iTunes, but it's sort of become all-encompassing over the last few years. We will be talking Oregon Ducks football, particularly Trey Carson and Josh Huff. So gentlemen, what's going on with Trey Carson on this March 4th, 2012? You gave us the date? Just thought you'd throw the date in there. Thought I'd throw the date in there. Okay. Uh, so Trey Carson, God bless his heart, the man's deciding to transfer. He, <laughs> sophomore from Texarkana, Texas, would have been a sophomore at Oregon, played sparingly this year, was the Ducks' fourth leading rusher, and basically... What we can assume is that he was fed up with the system and fed up with his playing time. He probably thought he wasn't going to fit in very well. Um, so we don't know exactly where he's going to transfer yet. None of that is beneficial. Um, he Actually, his release of scholarship isn't even official with the university yet. It's just, it has come out in a statement. Um, and so that's basically where we're at with him right now. And we're just going to talk a little bit about what he's done, what he could have done, and then um, where we think he's going to transfer. Yeah, I mean, I think he could have been a, like a Garrett Blunt type, but uh, yeah, I personally think the Ducks should have kept him. But you know, it's ultimately his choice to leave, and uh, I think with Byron Marshall coming in as a true freshman, I really think he's gonna play. And you know, that's how these, you know, the five star, he's a five star recruit, right? He was. Yeah. Byron Mar- well, Byron Marshall's a four. Four star. Four star. Okay. You think well, he's gonna steal some? I would think, have stolen some of his. Oh, of course, yeah. With Michael leaving and DeAnthony is kind of a Z back type. I mean. I personally don't think DeAnthony will be under center or, you know, or not center, but uh, in the back backfield uh, with uh, Bennett too much because he's not big enough quite yet. But um, Yeah, I definitely think that you're right. He'll be more of that, like, taser approach that uh-huh. DeAnthony will. And, you know, and you mentioned he could be kind of like a Garrett Blunt, uh, Trey Carson. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted him to do that. I thought that he could have been a great change of pace back. And I thought that he could have been that kind of guy who could pair up with, D'Anthony Thomas to give the Ducks kind of a bigger back, get some yards, mm-hmm. and then D'Anthony can do a lot of the outside handoff type stuff. Yeah, I think, I mean, this year D'Anthony's definitely just going to kind of stick with what he's done. Just get him the ball and let him be the best athlete on the field. Just give him the ball in space. Um, as far as Byron Marshall coming in, I think that his quickness, that that's definitely like one of his strengths. So he'll definitely be a big contributor to the backfield with the loss of LaMichael. Kenyon will obviously be the first down, go-to back, the consistent guy. Let's hope he can stay healthy because he hasn't done that very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trey Carson's um, his his leaving really hurts the backfield because they no longer have a physicality. Even if he wasn't that effective, he at least was going to be able to keep defenses honest with his physicality. Carson leaving, basically what's going to happen is that physicality is gone, and the Ducks are really going to miss that. And especially when you look at their depth, Joey, I don't know how deep they are as a team anymore. Well, I think Braylon Addison's going to come in and have an effect on the team right away. I think that he could easily be that sort of athlete like D'Anthony Thomas is, but and that's what worries me, honestly, is because 
the Ducks no longer have that big, powerful, physical back. And if Byron Marshall turns out to be like his brother Cameron Marshall, who played at Arizona State, then they have that. But with the amount of running backs that are transferring from this Oregon program right now, the competition must be pretty stiff. And it's honestly, I can't decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing because you've had, what, three running backs now transfer the last three, two, three years? See, and we that's have Dante Williams, Lexi Strong, Lexi Strong, and then Trey. And then now Trey Carson. Yeah. So. I don't know if it's uh if it's a good thing or a bad thing that this competition is driving some of these guys away and so hopefully now since Byron Marshall's really the only guy on the roster who projects to be kind of more of a bigger bruiser type back hopefully he won't get hurt because the Ducks now no longer have sort of a every down type guy and a lot of them are that DeAnthony style taser role like mm-hmm. Braylon Addison and so it's going to be interesting to see how Chip Kelly handles that yeah, I'm curious to see where he's going to go. I mean, he comes from uh, Texas, so uh, he's got tons of schools to choose from. Maybe, uh, I would say Baylor, but he doesn't really fit in their offense either. Um, uh, he's going to definitely st- stick in the D1, uh, D1 schools, but um, West Coast, Texas, what do, what do you think, Preston? Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking through his offers right now that he got in high school. Um, we have basically a, a list of a long, a long list, but his... The places he visited, we have Iowa, Kansas, and Oregon, just those three schools. I think he'll fit really nicely in with like a school like Iowa, because Iowa's just smash mouth football, which is obviously the type of football that he wants to play. Big Ten, let's run the ball, you know, every single play practically. And obviously he'd have to sit out a year, but I think that it'd definitely be worth it to transfer straight to a D1 school, even if you do have to sit out. I, I think that basically... If Iowa was one of his finalists, which it was one of only three schools that he visited, if that was one of his finalists, I think that's definitely a spot where I could see him landing. I see also that he visit or that he did not visit Arkansas, but had an offer from Arkansas. Now that would be a pretty big transfer. I mean, Arkansas has done well the last last season, of course, and then the last couple of years, Arkansas's program's really gotten going. So if Trey Carson goes over to Arkansas, that would be a tough one, I think, for a lot of Duck fans to to stomach. Yeah, Arkansas is a place that he could land. I don't know how effective he would be there. They do have some depth. They have Roderick Green. They have Niall Davis, who's coming off an injury. I think that could be one of the places where he could ultimately land up, end up landing. And SEC school, I mean, that is, you know, what better place to play Smash Mouth football if that's the kind of football that he would like to play. Having said that, I just don't know if I see him landing there. I, I don't even, we don't even really know. We haven't got a whole lot of chance to see him play. So we we can't really judge how talented he is yet at the D1 level. He obviously, you know, broke LaMichael James's records in high school at Texarkana. But we haven't looked at him really effectively on the D1 level level to be able to judge how good he would actually be. So it's going it's going to be interesting to see where he transfers. Yeah, maybe even a smaller D1 like Tulsa or um I don't even Northwestern, but um yeah, I'm very curious to see how good he's going to be. I think the only thing that uh, I would add to that discussion is that you know, he came to a spread-style school in Oregon, and I ultimately see him ending up in some sort of a pro style. I think that he's a back who's better built for that, and so I think that's really something that he'll have to consider as he talks about and thinks about where he wants to transfer to. Transitioning now a little bit from the Trey Carson discussion, we're going to talk about Josh Huff and kind of what's been going on with him. And Guys, it really cannot be an Oregon offseason unless there is some sort of arrest, misdemeanor, I mean, it's always a turbulent offseason here in Eugene, so what's going on with Josh Huff? Well, it is, but hey, let's look at the bright side. I think that's the only duck that's been arrested since the Rose Bowl. So far. <laughs> so, as far as keeping them out of jail, and he wasn't even booked in the jail technically, I'm just 
being a University of Oregon student, I'm trying to look on the bright side here. Yeah, good. <laughs> you respect that? I respect that. <laughs> um, yeah, so Huff basically got the DUI um, early Saturday morning, you know, Friday night kind of thing. Got pulled over, I guess... The reports were that he was really cooperative with the police, which he, is good. Which is very good. He went to the he went to the police office. They didn't book him in jail. Um, he's he's basically being charged for like I think it's the DUI right now, driving while he's intoxicated. And they're looking at a couple other charges. Nothing's been officially filed yet, but that's basically the situation on him. Yeah, it could be worse. And uh, I think uh, Cliff Harris needs to take some notes. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I wish him the best of luck. You know, it's not that bad, but like you said, Joey, it's just kind of a typical Oregon kind of thing. It's always a turbulent offseason, and so that's something that I think Chip Kelly has really tried to crack down on, especially with the example he made out of Cliff Harris. But how how worried should we be, particularly this offseason? I mean, so Huff's already had his problems, but do, do we do we have other worries about any other particular players? Well... Beside, uh, before that note, I will have to say, being a track runner, he's on the track team, and it kind of hurts to know that he's one of our star sprinters, and I don't know if that's going to take an effect on how much he runs, but, uh, you know, we'll have to see, and, um, but go ahead, Preston. Yeah, no, it's just as far as other players go, guys, just, just be smart. I don't understand. <laughs> I know they're college kids. We all make mistakes. You know, everyone says, yeah, you've been there and done that. Just be smart about it. If you're going to do it, you know that people are out there looking for you. You guys are such high-profile athletes. You are such a huge representative of this university. You have to be smart about it. I'm hoping that Chip has really, these last couple years, installed the mentality he's demonstrated with Cliff Harris, what he does when people mess up. Cliff Harris, an All-American, had an interception, really had two interceptions in the BCS championship game, only accounted for one. <laughs> Never gonna forget that. <laughs> um, and he had the fumble recovery. Just he's he was one of the premier players in the country, and Chip punished him, kicked him off the team. So Chip is a no bones kind of guy. We all know that. Everyone knows that about him. He's not gonna ex accept or put up with any of this. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do, depending on how how hard the charges are with Huff, like what Chip decides to do, um, as far as punishing him. Luckily, the first three non-conference games for the Ducks are very average to below average teams. Average is, I think, a bit of an overstatement. Exactly. That's that's another three ducks in a row episode. It is, and that's another thing, another thing to touch on with that is um, season ticket holders are going to complain about that a lot, which is something that I'd really like to get into. But that's, like Joey said, an episode for a different time. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be really interesting to see what Chip does with Huff in terms of punishment. I'm curious to, um, curious to think, do you think... Guys, Dwayne Stanford, do you think he gets playing time? Do you think Chip holds this against Huff and, you know, says, hey, Dwayne, you know, we need we need a wide receiver to step in the role. Because, obviously, that was our weak spot. That was our weak spot this year. Is that we couldn't have a guy, other than Paulson, but he was, you know, obviously he's a tight end, catch the ball consistently. I think that, you know, you bring up an interesting topic there with, with the whole wide receiver competition, but before Dwayne Stanford really gets into the mix, and also Chance Allen from that list yeah. as well projects to be a pretty good receiver, I mean, they, they've got some redshirt freshmen who are going to have an immediate impact, I think. Devin Blackman's a guy who could shoot up the boards really quick. Tony Dungy's son, Eric Dungy, he could get some playing time. Keenan Lowe, I think, could be a slot-type guy he could get in there. I mean, there's so many wide receivers on this team that, that really have not had a legitimate shot at playing time right now, and I don't know if Dwayne Stanford gets in right away, but I think that Josh Huff might be looking at some suspension time, so how much does that open up the wide receiver competition heading into the season? Yeah, that'll be interesting. 
I think in terms of the new guys stepping up, I see the three redshirting freshmen, the three-star redshirting freshmen, B.J. Kelly, Takoy Sumler, and Devon Blackman. All of those guys, I think, are really going to step up. The expectations around them are really high, so can they rise to those expectations is going to be interesting to see. I really like Braylon Addison from what I've seen and read about him. I think he's really going to step up. As a true freshman, I believe he will get plenty of playing time. And, you know, honestly, it's kind of it's always up to the player, and that is like the perfect... Josh Huff is the per perfect example for that, because here's a guy that his freshman year, he's an absolute stud, and his sophomore year, he fades away with consistency, or inconsistency, I should say. So it's really all up to him. How hard is he going to work? Can he put this behind him? Chip will look into that. Chip's not... Chip is smart, and he's not narrow-minded. He will punish you, but he'll also look at the bigger picture. So... It's really going to be interesting to see all of these different players, these redshirting freshmen, as well as the new class, Braylon Addison, Dwayne Stanford, Chance Allen, and then Josh Huff is right there. It's all up to Huff, and I I really hope that Huff can step up, because there's been rumors of him transferring, mm. because he's unhappy here, and so it's really going to be interesting to see what he can do, and I'm excited for these spring and summer practices. All right, that's going to wrap it up here on the first episode of Three Ducks in a Row. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Preston Highfield, Trent Warren, and I myself and Joey McMurray. We will be back, and I know Preston promoted a couple other topics that we'll be talking about here, so stay tuned and thanks for listening.